Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. about selling your brand on Amazon, or perhaps you are already on Amazon, but sales aren't going the way you would have hoped. With over 2 million brands listed on the platform, how can you stand out and make sure your brand is visible and taking the sales that you want? Today, my guest is going to be able to help answer those questions and more. And I'm joined by Vicky Weinberg, who is an expert on helping brands start selling and growing their brand on Amazon. Thank you very much for joining me today, Vicky. Oh, thank you for inviting me, Nicole. And before we get into Amazon and selling and being visible, can you talk a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. So I guess I got involved in Amazon I think around six years ago when I started selling my own brand of products there. So I had just had my second child. I was on maternity leave and looking for something to do that wasn't going to take, you know, that wasn't going to be working set hours um, to make a little bit of extra money. And I launched my own brand of baby products and decided to sell them predominantly on Amazon. I did have a website, but Amazon was my main sales channel. And over the years, um, I learned a lot about the platform. It worked really well for me. And then a few years ago, I set up a consultancy to help others who want to do the same. Fantastic. And uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more later on about how people can work with you. And there'll be links in terms of your offers and checklists as well that you're going to talk about later on. But what do you think are the top five things then that people need to know when getting started on Amazon? Okay, so the first one is, and this is going to sound a bit harsh when I'm just starting out, but the first one is that I don't think it's right for every product mm-hmm. um, for a few reasons. So there are some products that you actually cannot sell on Amazon because it goes against their requirements. And these change all the time. So I do encourage people looking to sell on Amazon. That's the first thing you want to check is, can I actually sell my product there? Um, most things you can, but it doesn't hurt to have a quick check. Also, so what kind of things might they be? I know that you said they change all the time, but are there any that you know are those ones that are always on that list? Just to, so people to give people an example. So CBD is an example. All right, okay. Um, cars, which I mean, you wouldn't go to Amazon to yeah. buy a car anyway, but they do state you can't buy vehicles there. You can't sell any clothing that's in a used condition. You can for lo- lots of other products. You can sell used, so a CD or a DVD or whatever you can mm-hmm. sell in a used condition. Um, but you can't sell clothing in a used condition. Although, as I said, I don't think people are going to Amazon for that anyway. Um, if you're selling a product with a blade, so even in the example, I work with a client who sells gardening trowels and because they have a serrated edge that counts as a bladed product, it can be sold, but you have to go through a few more hoops, a few approvals. Mm-hmm. And that's the same for quite a few categories. So if you have a beauty product, for example, and we'll talk a bit about the issues you might come up later, but if you have a beauty product, for example, you should in theory be able to sell it on Amazon, but you will also have to make sure that you can provide all the information around what the ingredients are and how it's been produced um, so that they know it's a safe product Um, and then as well as as well as that I also feel like it's not going to be right for every product even Mm. if you can sell your products on Amazon there are other reasons it may not be right so for example if your product has a tiny profit margin um, 
but it, you know, but which and it's still working. We're still working out for you through your other channels. But given that Amazon fees aren't small, that might mean that it doesn't work for you. And what kind of percentage do Amazon take? It depends on it. It varies, so it's different for every department. But they do put VAT on top, so it's the percentage that you see. There's a really useful web page, and I can send you a link, Nicole, if you want to put mm-hmm. it in the show notes that shows right. for each Amazon category what the fees are. Um, but then you're paying VAT on top of that. So you're looking at at least a couple of pounds usually per product. Okay. So for some people that just might not work. Also, and I guess this is my second point, is that even if you decide to sell your product on Amazon, getting to page one of the search results can be really hard. And I would argue that you want to be on page one because most of us, when we're shopping on Amazon, so let's think as a consumer, we're not going to page two, three, four. Generally, we're going for something we find on the first page. But it can be really hard to be there because lots of categories are really, really saturated. So that might be another reason that Amazon may not be the best place for your product. I've got a real example of this. I used to sell as part of my baby range. I used to sell bamboo bowls and they, I did put them on Amazon because I have my whole range on Amazon and having a range of products helps because it helps with cross purchases and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but those bowls sold much better on eBay than they did on Amazon. Don't get me wrong, they sold well on Amazon, but for every other product I launched, Amazon was always my best selling platform. But for those bowls, and I think because bamboo baby bowls were really popular, there were some big brands selling on there already. Um, mm-hmm. But on eBay, they sold really, really well, which I wouldn't have expected. Um, Can I ask you a question? Do you um, do you have to pay to list even if you even if you don't make a sale? So say your bamboo bowls to actually just upload them and have them in that platform. Do you have to pay, or do you only pay when you sell? Well, the way Amazon works is there are two kinds of accounts you can have. So you can have a free account or you can have what they call a professional account, which is the one you pay for. Um, so the free account, you can list as many products as you want, but you're capped at 35 sales a month. So if you hit that 35 sales a month, then they're not going to be showing your listings anymore. That can be a good place to get started. If you're unsure about Amazon, you're thinking, okay, maybe I'll just test it out. I'm not sure if it's right for me. I think by all means, start with a paid account. The main down, uh, a free account, sorry. But the main downside of the free account is that you can't do any Amazon advertising. And we'll talk about that a little bit later and why you might want to consider that. But that's really the only downside because I'll be really honest, if you're unsure if your product is going to sell, it's probably unlikely that in the first month or two, you're going to hit that 35 cap anyway. Yeah. Or maybe you will. But if you do, then you're going to be making enough money that you can upgrade to the professional account immediately anyway. So I would say that if you're unsure, that's where to start. The professional account is, including VAT, £30 a month. And you can list as many products as you want again, and you only pay when you sell one. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And sorry, I've, I've probably thrown you off track there. So going back to your the top five things, then into so we've talked about is it right for you in terms of from a profit margin and whether your your product can actually be on the platform. What else would you would you cover in that? So my second one was about you know that it can be hard to get onto page one because mm-hmm. the category has been so saturated, and that kind of. And my point around this is that I think that if you're looking to sell a product and there are that, you know, it's already a category where there's lots of competition. I think either you might, I think if you're going into selling on Amazon and you look at, you look on there and you can see lots of products similar to yours, they're selling really well. They've got lots of reviews. I think I'm not saying don't sell on Amazon, 
if you feel like your product stands a chance. But I think there are two things to think about. One is that you're going to have to work hard to get your product seen because those products that are proven to sell, that customers have reviewed, they like, those are the ones Amazon are going to put on page one of the results every single time. And you're going to have to work hard to get up there. That's not saying don't do it, but I always prefer to be honest with people. It's going to be harder compared to if you're selling a product where you've got very little competition, for example. Um, So if that's the case, you need to have, the other thing I suggest thinking about is do you have a USP? So is your product somehow different to the others that are on there? So you have got something that will help you to stand out. So another example with my brand, my first product I launched was bamboo baby swaddles. And there were lots of cotton baby swaddles on Amazon at the time, but there were very few bamboo ones. So that was my USP. That was something I could talk about that was different to everything else that was on there. Because yeah. there were loads and loads and loads of cotton ones. And yes, there were a few bamboo ones, but there were a lot less. Um, so I had something that made me stand out. And I think that's really important. That would be my third point. Second point, it's not my second point, aren't they? You need to have something to help you stand out. My third point, which I think ties in, is that I think you need to have a really great product listing on Amazon. I think you should have a really great product listing wherever you list your product. But Amazon product listings are slightly different because of the way they're structured. So within that, do you mean the product description of your product, the description of your product? When you say product listing. Yes, sorry, I do. Uh, Well, I think the description of your product is one thing. So the way an Amazon listing is set up, and I have actually got a free resource that we can perhaps link to in the show notes, Nicole, where where I explain everything you need. But the way Amazon works is you have your headline, which is what comes up in the search results. You then have five bullet points of key features. And then you can either have standard description text or what's called Amazon A plus content. Um, If you are looking to build your brand on Amazon to really have a presence on Amazon, I recommend signing up for something called Amazon Brand Registry. And this is basically where you register your trademark with Amazon and then you get access to some more features that not Mm. all sellers have. It's completely free. Um, And it literally, as long as you have a trademark or a wordmark for your brand, you're able to do this. And it just means you can create listings with more images, more graphics. Um, And I do think that that's the way Amazon's going and listings are starting to look a lot nicer. People obviously put a lot of thought into them. And um, that also comes down to images as well. So you also need to have really great images. Um, and I, ideally, well, you need to have your shot of your product on a white background, but ideally you'd have some lifestyle shots in there as well. You might have some infographics, you might have some p- images that should highlight key features of your product, but having a really good listing is super important. The other reason it's really important is for SEO, yeah. which on Amazon works differently to on other marketplaces. And so having words in your listing that people are actually searching for when they go to the site is super important, especially if you want to get some organic traffic, which is hard initially, but should come over time. So I'm aware that I probably made this sound really complicated and I promise it isn't, but it is, I, I think... I don't see this as much, but something I have seen in the past is when people come to me and say, I'm not selling enough and can you help me? Often the the main thing it comes down to is that their listing could do with improving. Yeah. That's often that is often is is often is as simple as that. That, you know, by 
sort of doing some keyword research and updating the text and the images and completely refreshing the whole thing really genuinely makes a difference. Um, but obviously, it's much, much better if you can get that right at the beginning. It saves you having to repeat everything. It's a, it saves you the heartache of sitting there thinking, why is nobody actually buying yeah, my product? Yeah. Um, so I think that if you are thinking about selling on Amazon, I would say do your research and, and sort of get everything set up as best you can at the outset. Yeah, great. Where am I? Three points I've given you, haven't I? Yes. yes I think so my <laughs> my fourth thing I think people need to know, because there are quite a lot of things you need to know, is that so you've done this, say you've done all this work and you've got a really fantastic product listing, you still need to drive traffic to that listing. And this is this sounds really harsh, and people don't always like it when I say this, but I, I always want to be honest. And I think the days are over of where you can set up a listing on Amazon and just wait for people to find it and buy it. I just don't see it happening anymore. Mm-hmm. It, I'm not sure if it ever was the case really, but it certainly was easier. But it comes back to, you know, all of those people shopping on Amazon, you know, there's, there's a big opportunity. So therefore lots of people are selling on Amazon and it's a really, really busy marketplace. And for a new seller, it is so hard to get those initial sales. And often people come to me and say, oh, I've had my listing on Amazon for three months. I haven't sold any. And then when I say to them, okay, well, what have you done to promote it? It's usually very little or nothing. And and I do always feel harsh saying this because, but the truth of it is that once you put your listing on Amazon, you've still got some hard work to do. And either you need to spend time or you need to spend money or both on getting people you know letting people know your listings out there and you don't necessarily have to spend money by the way I'm not about making people spend lots of money there are plenty of things you can do for free even if it's I've got lots of these ideas in the download I mentioned earlier but to give you a couple even if it's emailing out to your friends and family you know my products on Amazon here's the link putting it on your social media getting your friends and family to put it on social media emailing your email list if you have one um I suppose posting Facebook groups yeah I suppose the thing is that people want to make because they're paying Amazon a commission they're not making as much profit on it so people will probably want to make the sale on their own channels rather than making it on Amazon's channels if they're promoting you know yeah absolutely that that does make sense and I do have people say to me well it costs me more money to sell on Amazon so why would I so what you know so why would I tell people my products on Amazon but then it comes back to well why do you want your product to be on Amazon and it's tricky because I know this as well that because as I say I, I had my own website and I had and I was selling on Amazon and every sale was better for me if it came through my website however the volume of sales I got through Amazon was so much more Um, and we can talk about this in a moment when we talk about why I consider selling on Amazon because it was so much easier to get someone to buy from me on Amazon than it was to get them to come to my website and buy from me and as I say we can talk in a moment about about why that might be but yeah it's 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 definitely not easy and that's why I do suggest people to think at the outset about whether it's a channel they really want to be on whether they think it'll work for their product I do also offer a service I hope you don't mind me mentioning where people can share their products with me and I can do some research for them I have special Amazon software and -hmm. I can look at what the competition's like and just give them an idea of how easy or not it might be to get off to a start on Amazon so we're talking about if it's right for you basically looking at the kind of margin that you currently make 
and making sure that you've got enough for it to be profitable for you when you sell on Amazon as well. Making sure that you've got that, that USP so that you can stand out and not get lost within the 2 million brands that are already on the platform. And um, was that your final point then, Vicky? I had one more. <laughs> I was like, I've got, I've got a fifth, which is, and again, it sounds like I'm being really negative. I promise I'm not. I just like to be honest. And my final point I want to tell people is that selling on Amazon isn't as easy as buying on Amazon. And what I mean by this is that the interface, it's called Amazon Seller Central that you use, isn't as straightforward as the Amazon website. Neither is the customer service what you experience as a, as a customer. And the only reason I mention this is because it happens quite a lot. One of the main reasons people, people come to me for all sorts of reasons, but a lot of people come to me because they're having some sort of issue with Amazon and they're just at the end of their tether and they're just like, I just don't know how to resolve this or they're at the point of giving up. Yeah. Um, so I just want to acknowledge at the beginning that it can be tricky particularly to get started on obviously I think it's a great marketplace but I I, like like I keep saying I want to be honest with people it is great however there are issues you can run into and there are hurdles you might have to jump through no it's not and it is and it is work um but people are often surprised because obviously it's a massive market I mean I'm even surprised sometimes by some of the things that happen to you know myself and my clients I just think how is this you know, how is this happening? Why are you being asked to do that? But it is unfortunately the reality. So I just want to say that so nobody's really shocked um, if they come into difficulty. And we can talk about that a little bit later as well. We can talk about issues that might come up and what you can do. And so if you, to kind of give some success stories or some examples of where it has worked for people, do you have any examples that you can share of, you know, potentially people that they were struggling, but then, um, they've really started to see the improvements within their Amazon account and sales really start to pick up. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the, another service that I offer is what I call an Amazon audit, where I audit clients account and then come up with suggestions on what they can do to improve their sales. Mm-hmm. And there was a client I worked with recently who's, well, I say recently, it was the beginning of this year. And since then, his sales have massively improved. And it was some of those basic, a lot of it was those basic things that I was talking about in the beginning. So improving listings, yeah. even really simple things like grouping products together as variations rather than having every listing as a standalone item that really helps conversions because if somebody doesn't want your item in the blue but they would like it in the pink why not have it on the same page so they can find it really easily um so that's one recent example I also have a client who um and this kind of whole thing really surprised me he wanted to be on Amazon because he was selling really well on his own website um but he knew that people were searching for his products on Amazon and not finding them because right. they just assumed they would be on there. Right. Okay. Um, so we got him set up and he did really well. And it does sound counterintuitive because yeah. obviously he was doing really well on his website. So you might think, well, well, why go to Amazon? Um, but his concern was, well, if people are searching for me on Amazon, I'm not there. Um, they're already on Amazon. They might just very well just buy something else. Yeah. Because that's yeah. actually a point I want to make about why people can consider selling on Amazon is is that is really that, that the customer's are already there and if 
the ideal customer, and I'm sure you talk about this a lot, Nicole, sort of knowing who the person is that will buy yeah. your products. If your customer is on Amazon already, chances are they've got their address saved, they've got their card details saved. It's really, really easy for them to buy for you if you're selling what they want. It's much harder to get people over to your website to get them to enter their card details, you know, to trust you to spend their money yeah. with you. Um, and also if you're using Amazon Prime, which you don't have to, but you might want to try. So that's um, when you send your product into Amazon and they dispatch it for you. It's really, really easy because you don't have to touch anything. You yeah, know, you send I- your products in and it just happens. So if you as a seller aren't using Amazon Prime, you have to you have to send it from your own distribution center or house or whatever it might be that you're working with is that right you do so you can choose when you set up your products on amazon you can choose whether they dispatch it for you whether you do it yourself or and something that i recommend is to actually do both which is possible so you can set it up with both options and that's actually what i would recommend um if you're looking to try prime not not everyone wants to try prime either because of the margins or for other reasons because if you sell across different marketplaces maybe it can get tricky with stock although I will say most most distribution centers now have some kind of software link with Amazon so that they can take the Amazon orders for you and you don't need to be involved but um one sort of downside of selling with Amazon is obviously that you have to make sure that stock stays replenished yeah um and how long it will take Amazon from receiving your stock to actually getting it on the shelves ready to sell is unknown um they do give time scales but you know in my experience these vary so having an option where you also dispatching orders means that should amazon go out of stock for a couple of days or hopefully not any longer than that then at least customers can still buy and it still appears seamless to the customer and i mean i feel like you touched on it as well one of the reasons people shop on Amazon is, is next day delivery or free delivery and just the whole convenience of what they can buy. I was just buying pro- uh, products, things for my daughter there the other day for her seventh birthday. And as much as I would have loved to have gone to lots of different boutiques and bought independently and, you know, it was just easier for me to go online, go to Amazon, you know, pick the 10 things that generally that you or whatever it was that you wanted and, and know that they would be there in time for her birthday rather than, you know, I'd left it a bit late. You know, if I'd potentially gone to like different smaller boutiques and got the products, they might not have arrived on time. And also it's your own time of going into like six different websites where there's Amazon. It's just, you know, such a convenient thing to to shop on that one uh, on that one platform to get what you need. Um, one previous guest of mine, uh, she was also on Dragon's Den, um, Hannah from Tottleborn Wild. She, you know, completely sang the praises of Amazon and how, and basically that's how she was making a lot of their of her sales, and said that the support that you get with Amazon is very good. Have you noticed that or seen that yourself from feedback from other clients in terms of how they help you with your account and account management, or is there different fees that you need to pay to be able to get that support? Um, I'll be really honest. See, mm-hmm. the support that I see from most of my clients is not very good. Okay. Um, being entirely honest, but it kind of depends how you come on board. So there's what's called the Amazon Launchpad program. So I don't know whether Hannah um, listed her products herself or whether she was approached by someone at Amazon because that happens. Amazon will approach brands that they think would be a good fit and say, mm-hmm. can we help get you started? So I'm mm-hmm. not sure what her experience was, but there were definitely other routes in. Um, I have a client at the moment who worked with Amazon to get his account set up. And again, his support he receives 
is very good um but that's not the case the for everyone right. okay. yeah. yeah so I'm really pleased she's had that experience there because I do speak to lots of people who's who's isn't that good mm-hmm. um yeah it, it, it really depends and I would say if you are someone and you have a relationship with Amazon maybe they have approached you or you know someone and you know you know you have a contact there I would say make the most of that because um, when things get tricky it's always good to have someone that can help you and what would you say are the common issues when people are selling on Amazon okay so there are lots of it I'm going to give you a list of things that can go wrong if that's okay and then we'll talk a little bit about how we can avoid them so Okay, so this comes back to something I said earlier. So sometimes people find out that their product or their category is restricted and they need to apply for approval. Maybe, you know, maybe they haven't found that out in advance. It can be a bit of a pain when you're actually trying to get yourself set up and then you think, oh, no, I've got to get approval for this because obviously it just adds on time and it's another inconvenience. So issues with setting up product listings. Um, So a common issue I see is with barcodes. And I'm sure that, you know, your listeners know this, but you need to make sure you've bought your bar- barcodes from GS1 because that's the only place that Amazon accepts barcodes from. I don't know about other marketplaces, but with Amazon in the UK, that's the only place you can buy your barcodes. Um, okay. I don't know you. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Nicole, but I know years ago people would buy barcodes on eBay and all sorts of places and you just, you can't do that now if you want to sell on Amazon. Okay. So you might have issues with the brand. So for example, if the brand name, if you, if you have if you haven't checked perhaps and there's another seller with the same brand name as you on Amazon already that can happen yeah. doesn't happen often but it can happen and that can cause some issues sometimes you can have product problems with your listings um maybe you haven't filled in a field you're meant to or you're using wording that Amazon don't like um there can be a few issues of getting set up so things like validating your documents and then the final thing that again doesn't happen very often but can happen is you might have issues with other sellers you know trying to copy your product listings for example or you know selling counterfeit versions of what you're selling that doesn't happen very often Mm -hmm. but it does happen and do Amazon have things in place that like a firewall or some kind of things that catch catch that or not they don't and the, the truth of it is unless you have your brand registered which I spoke about at the beginning really anybody can come on and sell your product which sounds ridiculous um the first time it happened to me I, I was shocked um because there were there are people who will so I don't know how well well actually let's come back so if you are say you're your brand at the moment say you're using a distributor because you're selling into stores for example mm-hmm. you might want to check if you're looking to sell on selling on Amazon that, that that unless you want this to happen that your distributor isn't going to give those retail stores permission to sell your products on Amazon as well that's something that I see quite a lot is okay. people use distributors to get their products into small I'm talking about small retail stores yeah. those retail stores happen to also be selling on Amazon then they list your product on Amazon. Now, they should never be able to compete with you on, on price because if it's your product, you'd hope that you're, you know, you're always going to be able to sell it cheaper. But what you don't want to get is into some sort of issues where you feel like you're competing on price for something that's yours. Your own product, yeah. So yeah. you just put that in your T's and C's, I suppose, if you were dealing with distributors or retailers that you you know you'd have it in your t's and c's in terms of that you can limit that they're not allowed to sell it on that platform yes I would definitely recommend that because it's one of those things that you just don't think about until it happens um and I've seen a few people get caught out of this and I mean it's you know usually it's fine you know hopefully you've got relationships with people and you can resolve it but it's just something that you don't need let's be honest um and also yeah you you do also get people who 
although you sort of jump on your listing and try and change things around a bit that doesn't again that doesn't happen very often and all of these things can be reported and you can get sellers thrown off amazon for things like this it doesn't happen very often but these are just you know just giving you a list of some of the things that can go wrong and i, um, I, don't, I, I suppose i don't want to scare people off you know because it is and a great it's a great platform to be on it's get so many people eyes on your brand do you see or have you noticed or had feedback from clients that um people find the brand on amazon and then continue to shop with them directly then it really it it really depends um so i think Clients of mine that I think do this well are ones that have really good branding. So when their product arrives, it's in a packaging with their branding. It's not just in the Amazon box, because especially if you're dispatching, if you're sending stock to Amazon, I would say still think about the packaging, still have it branded so people know it's coming from you. Um, You know, don't just have it shrink wrapped or whatever. Actually have something on this people can see your brand yeah um also you can be smart and whether you're dispatching orders yourself or amazon it for you i would always suggest having something in the package and a lot of my clients do this that lead people to their own website so whether it's thanks for buying for us um here's a 10 percent discount if you shop on our website next time or whatever which does two things gets people to your website and also hopefully gets people on your email address because that is one of the other challenges with amazon is that it is kind of it is quite faceless. You don't yeah. always know which seller you've you've brought from, um, and I do think that's where the thing I was kind of talking earlier about using Amazon's brand registry and some of the other tools that enables you to do. One of the reasons I suggest doing that is to kind of build yourself up as a brand on Amazon, so people are clear. Okay, I've brought from this brand rather than I've I know rather than I've brought a handbag, I've brought a bag from whoever. Yeah. And because then they can go and look for you other places. They can go and look for you on Instagram or they can go and look for your website or whatever they want to do. Um, but that's something to take into consideration when you set up your product listing is that, yeah, your brand, your brand and your branding is visible. Yeah. And that it stands out amongst everything else. Yeah. And coming back to what you were saying earlier, Nicole, you're complete. You're so right. I definitely don't want to scare people off. And I'm sorry if I am. It's definitely not my intention. I guess I'm maybe going a bit far because something that I see quite a lot is um, people being very excited about Amazon, about the opportunities, as as you should be, because there are loads of opportunities. We haven't even talked about the fact you can sell globally. Yeah. Um, but then being a bit disheartened when things don't go smoothly in the first few weeks or, or month. Um, because it comes as a bit of a surprise. So I like to just say to my clients, just to go into things with your eyes open and know that everything might not run smoothly for the first couple of weeks. You know, you might be asked to email in an extra bit of identification to get your account verified, or you might have to wait a few days for something to be approved, but everything will be fine in the end. I do genuinely believe that whether people do it for themselves or I do this on behalf of lots of clients, everything is solvable might not happen overnight but it is um but I just don't want anyone to just be really downheartened if you know because it's not like Etsy for example where you put your listing up and then it's live 10 minutes later yeah and um so a couple of questions in terms of um how long should it take before you start to see sales it really Before, before you start to think oh I've got an issue like when you know how soon should it start to um how how soon should you be able to kind of start to see a return to be honest it really depends on what you're doing 
to drive traffic to your listing. If you have just put your listing up and then you've just gone away and left it there, to be really honest, you might not get any sales because nobody might find you. That sounds really harsh and I don't like to be harsh, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are driving some traffic to your listings, however you're doing it, I would expect you would get some sales fairly soon okay it's hard to you know within day, weeks if not day you know yeah. I think the sooner you can get people sooner you can start getting sales the more sales you get because the way Amazon works is it rewards sales so the how the way that algorithm works and who's listing it shows is if someone clicks on your listing they like it they buy it Amazon goes oh obviously this is this is good because someone's brought it and then that moves you slightly up slightly higher in the rankings and so the more people that see it and buy it, the more people then see it and hopefully buy it. If yeah, that no, makes no, it does make sense. sense. I think it also it's then, kind of like a roundabout thing. Where, yeah, but but I also this is think, one of the reasons why I sometimes I suggest to people to drive traffic to their listing yeah. is because when you go to page one of Amazon, what you're seeing is people who've paid to be on page one and people who are consistently selling enough that they get to, to be, be there page. anyway. Yeah, and I think as well that in terms of if that's how the algorithm works that you know once people if people are already if people are buying it then amazon goes oh people like this product let's keep it on this page or let's promote it a little bit more let's push it up the pages that you take your hit on your margin promoting to your own email email newsletter and your own friends and family and your instagram site your instagram pages and social media pages in the first instance to then hopefully let the flow start so it starts a momentum of sales yeah, because what you want is you want to end up with getting organic traffic to your listing, even if you start off paying for it, which a lot of people do. I certainly did. A lot of my clients do. Um, but you want to end up in that. I, I don't believe that you want you want to be running ads forever. I think they're a great way to launch a new product on Amazon or if you've got a product that you need to sell through. Maybe you've got stock in the warehouse and you just want to shift it. Yeah. I think paying for advertising is good, but I don't think that you should well obviously if you've got the budget and you want to absolutely run run ads all year round but I don't believe you should have to um in my experience once your sales reach a certain level you can turn off your ads and your sales will stay because the way it works is that let's say you're selling we'll use my example I was selling bamboo bowls let's say that for everyone every however many people type in bamboo bowls a good majority of them who type bamboo bowls see your listing click through to it you know it's converting well um amazon will think oh okay that's a really good product for bamboo bowls so every time someone searches that in future you're going to be up there and And that's what you would that's what you're working towards really is starting to rank organically and from a costing point of view on ads then what are the and i know this the answer will probably be that it varies and but in if you were running ads so that your products are on amazon's front page what kind of budget would you expect to see a return from? Again, this is really hard. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm not giving any straight answers. The reason it's really hard is because it's, it's, it's um, so you pay per click and you can either bid, you can bid on all sorts of different things on Amazon, but the simplest way to do it is bid on, is on keywords. There are loads of other options for advertising, but I won't go into all of them because it'll take a long time. But the simplest thing is to bid on keywords mm-hmm. and each keyword is priced differently and it and it basically comes down to how competitive that keyword is. So if you're going into a an Amazon category that's really, really saturated and there are lots yeah. of people selling there, you might find that actually the cost per click is super high. 
I mean, I've I've got a client at the moment, and so some of the cost per clicks are like three pounds per click, which is loads. Mm-hmm. Then I have other clients who are selling in categories maybe they're not so competitive, or even sometimes categories can be competitive, but people aren't paying for ads because they don't need to because they're dominating. Um, then you might find you know you're paying pennies per click, so it really really varies. As I said before, I'm not interested in telling people to spend loads of money. I think when you're starting, I think start somewhere between five and ten pounds a day. You might find that runs out by lunchtime, but mm-hmm. you might not. Um, but you've got to start somewhere. And the reason I say start low is because a lot of Amazon advertising, like anywhere, is testing and seeing what works. Yeah. So hopefully you've done some keyword research. Um, because you don't know that someone who types bamboo bowl is necessarily looking for your product maybe when they type for bamboo bowl they're looking for a bamboo fruit bowl for example so maybe for you the keyword that's going to convert really well is bamboo bowl for baby or baby bamboo bowl or whatever so you know you would be testing a whole load of keywords to see okay which ones actually generate me sales and which ones are profitable um and so i would say start with a smaller budget so that even if at the beginning you're spending it but you're not necessarily seeing the return. At least you're not spending fifty pounds a day. Yeah, and not getting a return. You're you know you're spending five ten pounds. Um, and my other tip with advertising, particularly on Amazon, is to keep an eye on it. Something else I see is people set up their campaigns. They think great, that's done, go away, um, and just don't realise that you know the budget's going, but there aren't sales, or you know the budget's running out by lunchtime or whatever it is. Um, and you just yeah. need to be aware of what's happening so you continually tweak and I know you have a lot of free resources that you have on your website and we're going to be putting those in the show notes and where can people find you Vicky if they want to work with you so if you go to my website it's vickyweinberg.com I'm going to spell that out for you actually it's v-i-c-k-i-w-e-i-n-b-e-r-g.com um I should also say yeah I have lots of free resources um i while I've been sort of telling you all the things you need and all the things that could go wrong the few things I want to highlight so I have an Amazon checklist that tells you all the things that you need to have before you start selling on Amazon which is super useful and I also have a free guide for people who either want to get off to a great start or perhaps have been on Amazon for a while aren't seeing the sales they want and are thinking okay what do I need to change Mm -hmm. and the final thing that I will mention is a podcast episode if you don't mind thinking to Nicole for anyone who's on Amazon is having issues with something I've got a really good podcast episode on how to get your issues resolved um, because that, that is something that I see commonly people just aren't quite sure what to do when something does go wrong so hopefully that will really help absolutely and they'll all be linked in the show notes so thank you very much Vicky for joining me today and if you have enjoyed today's episode we would love you to uh, give a review and we will be back again or I'll be back again next week with another episode so every Thursday there'll be an episode of Start Scale Succeed so thanks very much and see you next week Mm